0: A shoot shall sprout from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots a bud shall blossom. Hello, this is Father Thomas, and welcome to the Sprouting Stump podcast series, where we reflect on the readings that come to us from the Mass each day. When we take a little time to let the Spirit come upon us, a bud shall indeed blossom in our hearts, so we might be renewed in spirit and strengthened in faith, as we take this time together to enter into that beautiful Word that comes to us from God. Today, Father Thomas provides a reflection for Easter Sunday. How long, O Lord, must I cry for help? And you do not listen. I cry out to you, there is so much violence and war, and you do not intervene. Why do you let me see such injustice in the world and so many immoral acts, while you simply gaze upon evil in this world? Destruction and violence are before me, there is conflict, prejudice, fighting, and division. The law is useless. And peace never comes, for the wicked surround the just, and true justice is a perversion." Well, that's an opening for the Easter homily, don't you think? Father must have had some rotten eggs put in his basket this morning. So where is this overly joyful opening coming from when we expect sunshine and roses on Easter morning? Well, it comes from two things. The first is the situation in which we live today. And we all have to admit that things are not too great in the world. It's not exactly the best of times. There's social unrest in this country, is getting worse and worse. Riots, an increase in murder, multiple problems in the virus that are still plaguing us, the radical views from unrestricted abortion to gender fluidity. fluidity that contradict reason and morality are only the tip of the iceberg. We have nations eager eager to abuse their power by invading other countries with threats of mass destruction which are not only capable of carrying out, they're willing to carry out. Tribal warfare, genocide in Africa, gang violence as hideous as any war in South America, and human trafficking of little children is a business throughout the entire world. Things are a mess in the times that we live today. But I said there was two things that inspired that opening. The other thing is the situation that the prophet Habakkuk found himself living in. Back in the days of Judah, in the year 600 B.C. Habakkuk is one of those minor prophets that almost nobody has heard of kind of a shame because he was living in a situation back in his time that is almost identical to the situation we find ourselves living today. In the entire book of Habakkuk, the three chapters are all dedicated to the question of divine justice. In the entire Bible, only Job presents a more pointed challenge to the way God governs the world. Habakkuk questions if God is doing the right thing in response to evil. It's not so much a story, but it's a dialogue between the prophet and God. In the very first opening of the book of Habakkuk, which was exactly the opening of my homily, was Habakkuk crying about the injustices in the society of Judah people treated each other horribly. The wealthy were taking advantage of the poor, people were being oppressed, the sick were not cared for, there was social class, and like we live today. God's response to this was a promise that He will take care of those people that are the perpetrators of Judah through an invasion by the Babylonians it sounded like a good plan, unless you lived in Judah. Because now Habakkuk had another complaint. The violence of the Babylonians turned out to be worse than the violence of his own people. In other words, Habakkuk is not arguing that the cure that God sent was worse than the disease. Some people might say that sounds very familiar to what we're dealing with today. But God follows us with another response. And this time He tells them, You need to simply trust in my plan. Have a little bit of faith in what I can do. And believe that I have things exactly how I want them. And this is where we connect things to Easter. A few days ago, I was talking to somebody about topics for Easter homily. And the question was asked, if the resurrection, this great event of Jesus, truly conquered sin and death, if He truly won victory over evil, then why is it still here? Why, if Jesus won the battle, is there still so much sin and death and evil in the world? Sounds like a good question. And it was a pondering on that question that actually made me look at the book of Habakkuk in the first place. Because some years ago, when I started reading the liturgy of the hours, there was a passage that we read every fourth Friday that's always stuck in my head, and it was from the book of Habakkuk. Oh, you come forth to save your people, to save your anointed one. I hear and my body trembles, my lips quiver. Decay invades my bones, my legs tremble beneath me. I await the day of distress that will come upon the people who attack us. For though the fig tree blossoms not, there's no fruit in the vines, the yield of the olive fails, the terraces produce no nourishment, the flocks disappear from the fold, and there's no herd in the stalls. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord and exult in my saving God, for my Lord is my strength." That's Easter. In spite of all the negative things that Habakkuk was experiencing in his home life and the seeming end to any good times, he found reason to rejoice because no matter what was going on in the world, God would be there to strengthen him, to help him to adore, to allow him to continue, Have realized realize that no matter what evil he had to encounter in the world, nothing could keep him from his God. And that is the victory that Jesus won for us. And it's something that we need to cling to. The victory that was won, was never about whether evil would be destroyed. It was whether evil would destroy us. When Adam and Eve committed the first sin. The devil thought he'd won. Heaven was closed off. God was separated from his people. And the life no longer had meaning. But from that very moment God had already put his plan in place. Because there was no way that God was ever going to lose to something as pathetic as evil. And so He put His plan into motion from the very beginning. And when Jesus died and rose from the dead, and He claimed victory, He broke the barrier that kept us from God. That was the battle from the very beginning. Would we be with God? Would we experience love again? The battle is not whether evil would stop existing. because whether love would continue growing. Paradise was once shut off and it's opened again. When Jesus was hanging on the cross the devil was right there thinking he won. He had such an arrogant attitude that he actually thought that he could beat God. Because here was their Savior King, the Son of God, coming into the world, hanging on a tree like a criminal. He was ready to rejoice until this day. When lo and behold, Jesus rose and opened the gates once again. And the devil realized that he never had a chance. And he never will. We might still ask the question, well why doesn't God, though, get rid of the evil of the world? Why does he still allow it to continue if he caused victory over it? the devil has been defeated, why does God still continue to allow people to experience and do evil? You might even ask, why didn't he wipe it out? But he did that once, it was called the flood. Evil came back and God knew that that was not the answer. It never was. Because the only way to eliminate evil in the world is to eliminate free choice. If you eliminate free choice in the world, you eliminate love. If you eliminate love, you lose. To take away one is to take away the other. And God knows this. He has to give us the ability to choose love or we'll never experience love. Well, we might ask them, why doesn't God just get rid of the, like, the really, really bad people? I once thought that when I was younger. Well, just get rid of the like, really bad ones. And I realized something. If God gets rid of the really, really bad ones, you've got a new definition of what is really bad. And the bar keeps moving so now the really really good ones are going to want to get the ones that are maybe so and so bad get rid of them and pretty soon you got nobody left except one person mary because compared to her we all stink and sin so if you want to get rid of the really bad you've just wiped out the world all over again The answer to evil is not getting rid of it, it is overcoming it by love. And that's the victory that was won. No matter how much hate is in the world, no matter how much suffering there is in the world, no matter how much evil we deal with, there is not a single thing that can keep us from ever loving one another and God. Nothing. Jesus assured us of that. His rising from the dead gave us the grace to overcome anything There's only one thing that could ever keep us from God. You choose the wrong side. God doesn't need to eliminate evil in the world for love to flourish. He doesn't need to get rid of bad people for there to be good people. And He has no intention of it because He loves them too. and we also are capable of loving them too that's the real victory when you can love in spite of evil not just when it's gone that is truly winning the battle that is Easter Sunday that is why we are here as you go forth is what you are called to always do. I say this every year and I'll say it again. We are an Easter people. We are called to live an Easter life.